Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a with special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Hey, great to be with you guys. Got another uh, unexpected Sports Open Line. We've had a few, couple of those this week because of the bad weather in the Midwest. The Monday game got moved to the afternoon against the Royals here in St. Louis. And then today's game got moved to earlier in the day because, well, it's supposed to be raining in Kansas City here in the evening. So uh, I'm glad we get a chance to talk a little ball. We're going to do some baseball here, uh, as you would imagine, a lot uh, here on your home for the Cardinals. We're going to talk about the Blues. Nice win in game one against Minnesota. I believe, I believe you can end this series tonight. Yeah, I know, I know. Big, bold prediction, Wheeler. Uh, but just given the way that this matchup has gone, regular season and otherwise, you know, the Blues go out there and and just put another one on the wild, even if it's just, like even if it's a double overtime win or whatever. If they win again, I mean, this the series is basically over. It's not 100%. There is no such thing as 100% over in an NHL series. But they're in a great position after their win in game one. We'll talk a bit about game two tonight. We'll hear a little bit from Craig Berube, uh, some of his thoughts from after practice earlier today, and we will cover that. We'll be talking about the Blues in the next hour. I want to start with a lot of baseball stuff. Um, because I think there's a lot of ground to cover with the Cardinals right now. I mean, when you when you look at today as an example, you get the 10-0 win. You split the series. You won three out of four against the Royals this year. I mean, that's basically doing the job that you need to do. Wayno uh, was great. You got some offense today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later on, like in the next segment, why you got offense today um, because you're facing left-handed pitching. And I know the first inning didn't last very long against Chris Bubich, but you know, six or seven of the runs today were against left-handed pitching. And the Cardinals have destroyed left-handed pitching this year. It's actually right-handed pitching that is befuddling them. And I'll get into all the numbers on that. We're going to talk about where you could fix it, who could fix it, how do you play around with this. Is it just a matter of patience, which sucks to hear because everybody wants to do something. That's all, it's funny because that if I could just sum up the tweets that I, I'm getting from Cardinals fans now and the texts from friends and things, if I could just sum it all up, 
It's people that are basically shouting from the mountaintop, just do something. I know it's 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 bring up Gorman, play Juan Yepes, um, move the batting order around, play more of this guy, don't play that guy. I mean, and again, I'm not even saying any of it's wrong. It's not necessarily wrong. I mean, it, look, if you put me in the big chair, and God forbid to any of you that would ever happen, but if you put me in the big chair, Nolan Gorman is probably here right now. But, and there is a but there. We're going to talk about it more later this hour. But there is a but there. I'm going to leave it at that. It's not a huge but. It's a medium-sized but. B-U-T, by the way. Get your minds out of the gutter. There is a concern there when it comes to Gorman, even though I am saying up front that, yes, if I were in the big chair, he would be here. He would be here in part because of what I'm going to talk about next segment, the team struggling against right-handed pitching. But um, that that's coming up a little bit later on. As for today, uh, you know, there's not much, there's nothing to say about Nolan Arenado, right? I mean, we know he's one of the best players in the game. He has been for a long time. He's off to a great start. I mean, it's phenomenal to watch. So he, he was a big part of the offense today, starting with the three-run homer in the first inning, had the two-run single later on. I mean, he, he's phenomenal. Um, today, you got a big day out of Tyler O'Neill. To me, Tyler O'Neill is on the list of the top two players that the Cardinals need to get going. Because for all the stress about the DH spot, why don't they just DFA Dickerson? Yeah, that's good. You know, it's just jettison a guy and decide that he's done based on like 40 at bats. <laughs> like it's so nonsensical. What you really need are the guys you're counting on to be the guy that you're counting on. You need Tyler O'Neill to be what he was last year. Let's be, let's just be honest. That's what you need. And that's not picking on O'Neill. He, he's probably going to be just fine. You know, like if you look at Arenado's start, I think it's pretty safe to say that he's not going to continue this all season, right? Would you guys agree with that? Like, he's not going to finish the year with a 1,200 OPS. And, and that's not a prediction. That's just, like, common sense. That's not a normal thing for a, for even a great player like him to do. You know, he's hitting 360. He's not going to hit 360. He's probably going to hit 275. And right now, he's on pace for 49 home runs and 162 RBI. We know that that's probably not going to happen. And it's probably not going to go this way for Tyler O'Neill all season long, right? We saw enough last year where maybe he's not that guy again, but he's probably going to be at least something close to that guy, just given his physical tools. And this is part of the battle that we have to have early in the season. We have to have these conversations constantly. It's super early, especially when you're talking about guys like O'Neill, Arenado, Goldschmidt, guys with recent track records of success. I am going to talk about Paul DeYoung later, so don't yell Paul DeYoung at your radio right now. We're going to talk about that. Um, and that's going to be, guys, that's going to be a constant source of conversation until either he starts to hit a little bit or until he's not playing regularly anymore. I mean, it, it's going to be that. I get it. I'm cool with it. I do think it's stupid to yell about one guy when you've got basically five guys that are underachieving. Your offense doesn't stink because of Paul DeYoung. And let me be more clear. Your offense doesn't stink against right-handed pitching because of Paul DeYoung or any one player. 
your offense stinks against right-handed pitching because a lot of people are on your team are struggling with right-handed pitchers. Your offense doesn't stink at all against lefties. They they're kick, they're kicking the crap out of lefties. So we have to figure out how do you get around that, and what else needs to happen? Because you know, again, there are a lot of things that play into this. But certainly, we have to have the Paul DeYoung discussion whenever we're talking about the lineup. Because as a lot of people point out on Twitter, and I agree with them 100%, this is not just a this year thing for him. It was last year, all last year. And it was 2020. And it was the end of 2019 also. Like This has been going this way for a while. I'm going to update you on some of the trends on him a little bit later on. What teams are doing to him. What the problems are. And then, you know, basically whether those problems are fixable. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know this is probably something that, you know, people on the team or with the team might not want to hear. Or maybe they don't care. I, honestly, you know, what? let me rephrase that. They probably don't care if they hear it because they know it's true, but they're not going to say it. It's not about his mechanics. It's just not. And if he thinks it's about mechanics, then that right there is your problem. Because what's happening is very clear. And we talked about it last week, and we'll talk about it again coming up a little bit later on. Up next, I want to dive into this thing about the splits. The Cardinals versus right-handed pitching. The Cardinals versus left-handed pitching. They are two different lineups. I also, want, by the way, want to take a look at the Cardinals versus the rest of Major League Baseball. Because we do have to consider, or at least take into account as we're measuring these things, that offense is, is down around Major League Baseball. So where do the Cardinals sit relative to the rest of Major League Baseball? We got all of that next up on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
So let's uh, examine the Cardinals' offense a little bit. Three areas I want to look at. I'm gonna, I want to look at the right-left splits and talk about what's happening. I'm going to try to get into the why it's happening, but we'll, we'll talk about the what is happening first. We're going to talk about where the Cardinals fit coming into play today in Major League Baseball when it comes to runs per game, uh, how they measure up against the league. So I'm going to use the, the, the OPS plus because it accounts for your ballpark. It, it, it levels you out. It compares you to the league. It's a really easy thing to do to give you an idea of where you sit offensively. All right, so here's the thing. Overall, offensively, the Cardinals are basically major league average. That's before today. So after today and scoring 10 runs, they're going to be a, a little bit above average just because it's so early in the year. So by the end, when this all updates tomorrow on Baseball Reference, the Cardinals will be slightly above league average when it comes to runs per game. League average is 4.04 runs per game right now. The Cardinals came into today at 3.96. Again, with the 10 runs that they scored today, it's going to bump up above four. But again, league average is about where they are when it comes to runs scored per game. When you look at OPS Plus, again, it's just OPS, but accounting for where the league is and the ballparks that you're playing in. And we know, we know, you guys understand this, right? We know that offensive numbers are really hard to put up at Bush Stadium. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's measurable. And in fact, I'm going to include that in our little analysis here. Well, in OPS Plus, again, adjusting to compare to the league, the Cardinals are basically average. League average is 100. They're at 98. They're a league average offense at this point. When you adjust for the ballpark and every other factor, when you look at runs per game, they're a league average offense. Here's the problem, though. The problem is that they're not consistently that. It's all or nothing right now. That by itself is kind of the problem. That we're not looking at a team that is giving you that four or five runs a game. We're getting 10 today and two for the next two days. We're getting seven and five or seven and eight, and then we're getting three total over three days. So when you look at what they've done in that regard, it's been very erratic in terms of consistency for the last two, two and a half weeks. So you'll, for example, you'll have a run, um, you know, against uh, against Cincinnati. You scored nine runs in the first two games back in uh, April 22nd and 23rd. Well, you scored three total runs the next three games. Then you scored 10 against the Mets, eight against the Diamondbacks, and then you scored two in the next two games against the Diamondbacks. Then you put up a seven spot, and then you score one run in two full games against the Royals. No, sorry, two runs in two full games against the Royals, and then a 10 spot. So it's not been consistent. It's been hit or miss. So when you have hit or miss, you're probably losing out on games. Now, keep in mind that a 14-10 and 10 record, which is where the, where the Cardinals are right now, 14-10 and 10 is a 95-win pace. So if you keep winning games at that pace, you're going to win 95. You're going to be in the hunt for the division. You will absolutely be in the postseason. So even with the concerns right now, you're at least getting the job done to keep yourself in that conversation as a playoff team and as a contender in the division. So that's the good side. And by the way, it's the pitching that's allowing for that. The pitching's been way better this year than it was last year. Defense is, is the defense. So where you stand right now, again, runs per game, OPS plus, 
league average offensively. And again, speaking of this idea of it being uneven, because we've seen it again, it's hot or cold, right? They're either putting up runs or they're not putting up any. There's no middle ground with this team when it so far. There may be, hopefully there will be just kind of a solid middle ground as we go through the year. But right now, to this point, there really hasn't been any consistency. It's hot or cold. Well, a lot of that has to do with who they're facing. And that by that, I mean right-handed versus left-handed pitchers. So against right-handed pitching this year, the Cardinals are hitting 226, which is bad. And the OPS is 617, which is bad. Okay? It just is. So if you want to know what like the league average OPS in Major League Baseball is right now, it's 676. That's the league. That's Major League average. Well, they're they're way below that against right-handed pitching. The only guys that are having any success against right-handed pitching so far this year are Tommy Edmond, which is interesting because he never really has done that before. He's always struggled against right-handed pitching, but he's doing really well. 888 OPS against the righties. And then Arenado. Right now, it doesn't matter who Arenado's facing. He's got 1,000 OPS against right-handers. He's doing damage. Doesn't matter lefty or righty. But nobody else is producing against righties. Those two are the only Cardinals hitters that are above average against right-handed pitching. Although, I guess, wait, actually, that's not entirely true. I said, what, 676 is league average? Goldie is 680 against righties. So, all right, he's basically league average against righties. Everybody else is below average. Actually, you know, no, I'm wrong. Bader's right there at average, too. But again, you're still talking about Tyler O'Neill with a 406 OPS against lefties. Carlson, 545. Paul DeYoung, 400. Corey Dickerson, 453. Yachty uh, against righties, 487 OPS. Guys, guys, can we have a conversation about Albert? 304 OPS against right-handers this year. Albert is 2 for 21 against right-handed pitching. Now, again, I, I think there's a... I wanna, I'm, actually, what I'm going to do with the Albert conversation is tie it into the Paul DeYoung conversation we're going to have later, not to necessarily compare the two because they're not nearly the same caliber of person or I mean a caliber of player over a career, but they're in a similar spot now in that the struggles that we're seeing are not new and they're not likely to change. Albert hasn't hit right-handers well for a number of years and he's probably going to, he's probably getting more opportunities against righties than he deserves right now. You know, they Oliver Marmel has said a bunch of times here lately, performance is what matters, right? I mean, that's how they decided which players were going to come off the roster when the roster went from 28 to 26. He said it was about performance. Well, when you're two for 21 against right-handers, probably don't need to see too many more at-bats against right-handers. Not while you're struggling against righties and you have other choices, which is what we're going to get to in a little bit. But again, that those are all the numbers against righties. Against left-handers, the Cardinals have no problems at all. They're crushing. So I mentioned that, that league OPS, 676, the Cardinals are 805 against lefties. They're slugging almost 500 against lefties. And keep in mind, that was before today. That was before you put up three runs against Chris Bubich before you even had an out recorded. That was before you got the runs against Amir Garrett when he walked the bases loaded. They are crushing left-handers. You've got three players with OPS above 1,000 against left-handers. Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Pujols. And here's the other thing. Albert's killing lefties. So we, we, I think we know exactly what his role needs to be at this point. And he's killing lefties. 
Seven for 15 with two home runs. 1,400 OPS. Slug 900. That's awesome. Tommy Edmond has been doing great against lefties. Tyler O'Neill is killing lefties. 438 against lefties. The entire team, with the exception of a few guys, are destroying lefties. So what we have is a lineup built mostly of right-handers. I mean, let's be honest. This is a heavy right-handed lineup. The only actual lefty in any given lineup when they run the, the, the against right-handed pitching is Corey Dickerson. Edmund and Carlson are switch hitters, but historically speaking, they've both been better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. Now, Edmund is still better against lefties than righties, but he, it's really close this year. He's done a really good job of making some adjustments. We've got to give him credit where he deserves it. So that this is this is going to have where so where how are we going to balance this out? We have too many guys that are not doing damage against right-handed pitching and the problem is you see right-handed pitching 75% of the time. So this is definitely something that's going to have to have a solution. Some of the solution is going to be the guys that you have just being better. I mean, these guys are all typically better against righties than they've been. So O'Neill and Goldie and all those guys are going to have to just be better. And yeah, you know what? Eventually, eventually it's going to mean that you got to give somebody like Nolan Gorman a look. Or maybe find more at-bats for Brendan Donovan, who's also a left-handed hitter. But at some point, and I don't know that we're at that point yet for most of the players. We may be at that point now for DeYoung and Pujols. Because what we're seeing from them is very much like what we've seen from them over the last few years. And I'm going to again I'm going to get into that specifically a little bit more later on. Now, last thing I want to get into on this little breakdown. So again, Cardinals crushing lefties, not hitting righties, obviously that's a problem. So and again, I mentioned, you know, league average OPS is 66676, right? That's the average team's OPS this year. Well, again, at home the Cardinals are basically a league average team. They don't have any power. They're they're slugging under 400 at home. But at home, their offense is is about league average, which is, again, where their totals are when I, when I mentioned it. The funny thing is they're not hitting on the road this year, and that's the opposite of what happened last year. Last year on the road, they crushed, and they struggled at home. This year, they're actually worse on the road than they are at home, which is clearly a problem. And I don't know exactly why that is. I mean, it could be as simple as, well, they faced mostly righties on the road. I, I mean, because they're not hitting righties at all, regardless of home versus away. So I, ha- I I didn't dig that deep into it, but the home and away thing is not really the issue right now. What is the issue is the lefty-righty thing, and how do we solve that? Well, obviously, some of the guys in-house have to just be better, but you do also maybe have to look at more opportunities for Donovan, maybe an opportunity soon for Nolan Gorman. And and in fact, you know what? Um, I, I'm gonna I want to talk about Gorman next. In fact, the rest of this hour, I want to spend my time on Gorman and Yepes and Donovan in particular, because these are the young guys that have not had regular roles in the big league so far, but could be in this conversation as to got being, you know, as far as being guys that could help. And I could throw Lars Newtbar in there as well. But let's talk about Nolan Gorman. Everybody wants him up, and he's doing some damage, man. He's hitting three hundred. He's been one of the top guys. In t- he's been he's been the leader in in home runs in all of minor league baseball until the last day or so. I think yesterday another Cardinals prospect, Moises Gomez, passed him. 
but he's got 11 home runs. He's been pounding the baseball. So what's the holdup? What's the concern? I want to touch on that next here on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, so let's talk about Nolan Gorman. Kevin Wheeler with you here on Sports Open Line. Uh, Look, he's going to be a legitimate home run hitter in the major leagues. I don't know if that means he's a guy that'll profile down the road as a a perennial all-star type of guy that uh, will bat third or fourth in the lineup, I'd say. But worst-case scenario, you're looking at a guy that'll hit fifth or sixth and hit 30 home runs. And if he has trouble making contact, maybe he's a 240, 250 hitter. Who knows? Maybe even a 230 guy. Like I think the worst case is he's a version of Joey Gallo. He's he's not quite as big as Gallo. Maybe he doesn't have the uh, the the real true top end power, but he's got the swing to hit the ball in the air. He's got legitimate power and bat speed. The question will be how much contact he makes. He makes, and he is really close to the big leagues. I mean, he's you know he's really close <laughs> geographically, right down the road to Memphis. His numbers are fantastic. He's hitting three hundred so far this year. Uh, he he's getting on base a reasonable amount. Uh, you know, he's not a big walks guy, but he's okay. He's respectable on the walks. Um, he's got 11 home runs in 22 games, which is a lot. Second most in minor league baseball now. Second to to Moises Gomez, who's at AA Springfield. He's got 1,000 OPS. He's slugging 700. So why isn't he here? That's the question I'm getting most on Twitter and I'm getting from friends and anywhere else. Why isn't Nolan Gorman here? Well, it is something that 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 John Moselock talked about with Mike Claiborne on sports on a Sunday morning. Um, you don't want him here if he's not going to play every day. And the the question now is, we're, we're, I guess the, here's the thing, and it's going to tie into the topic about DeYoung later on because I'm going to talk about Paul DeYoung at the top of the hour. Part of it is that they are still finishing up the process of giving DeYoung his chance. It's not going to last forever, though. If production doesn't start, I mean, we're we're now we're we're now a month in, so there isn't much longer that you're going to be able to wait if the offense isn't coming around, and there aren't many signs of it coming around for him. But specifically, the question is why why isn't Gorman ready right now? Why wouldn't you call on him right now? Well, there's two reasons. One of them, I don't think, is a legitimate reason. One of them is you don't want to start his clock. Nah. 
nah, you're a good team. You're trying to win the division. You want to, Ali Marmol's talking about winning a championship. Then if that's the case, service time should be zero issue. If you're, if you're playing to win, bring your best assets to the major leagues. So, and by the way, I don't think that's the primary reason. I do think it's a reason. I do think it's part of the calculus. I don't think that's the primary reason that he's not here. I do think the primary reason he's not here is that he strikes out a lot. I mean, a lot. And that's not something, and this is something that Mo talked about with Claves. And that's not something that typically gets better when you jump, jump from AAA to the majors. So let's keep in mind that Nolan Gorman has struck out 34 times in 22 games. 34 times in 93 plate appearances. So he's striking out 37% of the time in the minor leagues. Guys, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot of math. I needed a calculator to do this math. But you don't need to do a whole lot of math to figure out that at his current strikeout rate, if he plays 140 games, which is about what you play in a minor league season, he's going to strike out 216 times this year in 140 games. 216 times. That's the pace that he's on now. That probably gets better. I think he'll get better at that as time goes on. He is always going to strike out a lot. But that number is against AAA pitching. What's that number look like against Major League pitching? When you're facing Sandy Alcantara and Max Scherzer and guys like that and Corbin Burns and Jake Woodford and uh, like or Woodruff, sorry, Jake Woodruff. You're not going to face... Woodford, because he's on your team. But that's a lot, and that's the baseball reason he's not here right now. That, and I I think to a lesser degree, defense, and it's not that he can't handle second base. Everybody with the organization seems to think that he can, but he still doesn't have a ton of experience there, and you're not going to take Tommy Edmond out of the lineup. So that means that Edmund would slide over to short, which is fine. I think Tommy Edmund would be a perfectly passable shortstop. But you're taking a gold glove second baseman and sliding him over to short where he is likely to be average. And then you're taking a guy that is not yet an average second baseman and putting him at second base. And you are a team that is very reliant on defense to win games. You have a pitching staff that is built to rely on defense. And I'm not, by the way, I want to be clear what I'm doing here. I'm telling you the way the team is seeing it. I'm not telling you that that's the way that I would do it necessarily. But there is a logic behind it. It's not just some stupid, irrational thing. They are winning games, right? They're 14 and 10. That's a 95 win pace. So they're not in a position where they're going to panic. We all panic faster because we don't have any control over it. When you don't have any control, you tend to panic. But there are legitimate baseball reasons why they haven't called up Gorman. Now, in my world, and I'm not a president of baseball operations, I'm not a general manager, I've never run a team. In my world, I would be okay with still doing it anyway. I need left-handed power in this lineup. I need some people that are going to hit better against right-handed pitching. And I have the at-bats. I can find the at-bats. 
And I mean like legitimate every day at bats for Nolan Gorman. I can hit him at DH. I can play second, have him play second base three quarters of the time, two thirds of the time. I, I mean, I, I there are at bats for him and a lot of them, like basically every day at bats. But again, talking about, you know, player development and all of that. Are you in a position right now where you're calling him up and you're comfortable with him facing left-handed pitching? I would say, you know what? I would be, to be honest with you. You know, he, he's not he doesn't he's not going to hit for much of a batting average against lefties, but he still hits for power against lefties. Last year against left-handed pitching, uh at the AAA level was not good for him. This year, it's been a little better. He's slugging over 500 against left-handed pitching this year. But do you want him in there against lefties more than somebody else? And I don't know. You know what? Honestly, maybe it's not a real big worry because everybody else does mash lefties. Maybe it's not the end of the world. But those are the baseball reasons why he's not here. Obviously, you've got a service time thing, which shouldn't be an issue when you're a good team. But it is part of the calculus. You've got the question about defense and whether you want to weaken yourself at two defensive positions while you're currently winning games and when you have a pitching staff that's built on defense really helping pitchers that pitch to contact. Because that's what you have, especially your starters. And then you have the question about, you know, the strikeouts. And, you know, on top of that, do you think he's ready to hit major league left-handed pitching? Because you don't want him up there playing part-time, or only playing against righties because then he's not developing against lefties. And you want this player, when he arrives, you want him to be an everyday guy that faces righties and lefties and provides power. So it's not just about the major league team. Some of this is their evaluation of what he needs to continue his development. So on that note, let's talk about Juan Yepes, who is here, who does hit righties, who is swinging a hot bat, who has some really good characteristics, who, by the way, doesn't strike out a ridiculous amount. Is this the time for him to get some run at the DH spot? Let's talk about it next here on KMOX. All right, so let's get into Juan Yepes for a minute here. He obviously made his major league debut today, went two for three. Uh, good to see him getting an opportunity. You know, uh, Edmundo Sosa's on the COVID list, so uh, they had an opening. Yepes is on the 40-man. He's been killing the baseball at Memphis. And, you know, unlike what I said about Nolan Gorman, Yepes has a little bit more of a of a profile that would play in the big leagues right now because the strikeout thing is just not that big of an issue for him. He doesn't strike out very much, and he didn't last year. You know, he he, he struck out 82 times in 111 games last year. That's not a lot. And it's again, it's a fair number. So like this year, you look at his strikeout rate. I think he is like 21 strikeouts and 91 plate appearances. But 23% strikeout rate is is pretty decent. Like that's average. It's not bad by any means. And he also brings power. And he hits right-handers as well as he hits lefties. It's not a he's not a platoon guy, which is one of the reasons why they sent him down when they did at the end of the spring. Well, first of all, he had a crappy spring. But second of all, they want him to face righties and lefties, and if he were here, it would have been harder to, to to picture that initially. But maybe this is the time to give him some run. 
He can only really, you know, if you're going to play him against righties, he's going to have to be your DH. Unless you're going to give Dylan Carlson more time off. And that's a question. I mean, Dylan's really struggling. But you're not going to get him right by sitting him. Here's the downside to talking about Yepes now is you're also not going to get Dickerson going by not playing him. It just doesn't work that way. You don't get better by not playing. And, you know, in fairness to Corey Dickerson, he's only had 40 at-bats. So, you know, even, even you know, early in the year, he's not gotten full-time at-bats against right-handed pitching because they've given Albert a fair number of starts against righties. And they got, you know, when Newt Barr was here, he got a few starts against righties. So Dickerson really hasn't had a chance to go out there and play four, five, six days in a row against right-handed pitching. And you probably do need to do that. I mean, Dickerson does have a good track record against right-handed pitching throughout his career. And I don't think he forgot how to hit. I do think you need to give him some run. But if you're looking for that jolt, right, Yepes was destroying the baseball at AAA Memphis when he got called up. He's now played 133 games in the last two years. So last year and this year combined, 133 games and 36 home runs. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot for 133 games. And his numbers at AAA are phenomenal, and he doesn't strike out very much. Could he be a part of your solution right now against right-handed pitching? You know what? You might as well find out because, you know, for as long as Edmundo Sosa's on the COVID list, you've got a chance to give him some run and see what happens. And maybe there is a way where he can play most every day. DH here, little right field for Dylan if Dylan doesn't start get going. I mean, you know, you're not going to give Goldie and Arenado too many days off. You know, you might give them some days at DH, but they're not going to get too many days off. You need their bats in the lineup every single day. It's not an easy mix, but I'll tell you, I think Yepes is a guy, if you're going to open this up to competition and say, all right, here's your chance, big fella, that's probably the guy you want to look at in the short term. All right, everybody's favorite subject coming up next, Paul DeYoung. I'm going to include Albert in this conversation too, so hang tight. More baseball next on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.